Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Becky. Hi, everyone. Um, I am so excited. I strong-armed a whole nother person into reading Rena Morgan books with me. It was so good. I'm so glad you recommended it. I definitely see how you can slip down into the rabbit hole with the series. Yes. So <laughs> on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, Lindsay and I are reviewing His to Defend by Renna Morgan. This is book one in the Nolan Knight series. Now, this is a spinoff of her Menahaven, and you have not yet read Menahaven, right? No, but it's on my TBR now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I say that because there are some mentions in this book of some of the characters from Men in Haven. There's some crossover and stuff. So, um, and we'll get to that when we start talking about the book a little bit and how it works and such. Um, will you read us the synopsis from Goodreads? His world, his rules, her love. Though his methods may be rough when it comes to protecting what's his, Russian Sergei Petrova. I can't say his name. <laughs> Heart is in the right place. That's never been more true than when the gorgeous Yvette Labade asks him for a job. He knows enough to keep his hands off someone as beloved as the, by the locals as Evie, but there's something about her that calls to him, no matter how badly he burns to make her his. Don't think Evie hasn't noticed the powerful Russian mafia boss who makes her favorite dinner at regular stop. How can she not? He's as hot as his reputation is dangerous, but everyone in her struggling New Orleans neighborhood knows he's the man to turn to. And right now she needs money to get her son out of trouble. Her other needs, needs she knows damn well Sergey can meet more than satisfy, will have to wait. Evie soon finds herself playing Cinderella to a man who, despite what people believe, is definitely more prince than villain. She can't help falling deeper in love with each passing day. But when a turf war between Sergei and a rival brings violence to her doorstep, Evie must come to grips with loving a man who will do anything to defend her or walk away from her best chance at a happily ever after of her very own. So this book released October 14th in 2019. Tropes, this is an age gap single mom, Mafia. He's a very protective hero. Um, found family, and he is a dirty talker. He is, but he's also like way more of a cinnamon roll than I anticipated. He, you know what? You say that, and he is. Maybe he's more stern <laughs> brunch daddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I wasn't expecting, I wasn't quite expecting him, and I really loved him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is the Nolan Knight series. This is book one. It is an interconnected standalone put out percentage is 34%. Um, we both listened. Well, I have read this book. So this was a re-listen for me. And the audiobook is read by John Lane, who does. So in this book, it's a Russian bravada. He is from Russia, living in New Orleans. And he says Russian words. And John Lane did such an amazing job with the accents. And he reads Evie's part also and her soft Southern 
New Orleans style. Like it was so exceptional. It was so good. He did a. I love John Lane. Um, he's a really good narrator, and the way he did this in third person. So the book is in third person, and the way he narrated it, it really just added in so much to the story I think (laughs) it was so good it was so good I loved this book um so let's start off with Mr. Sergei the cinnamon roll mafia boss (laughs) he is he's fierce he is and he has had his eyes set on Evie for a while like he has kind of loved her from afar and it like to me the way it read was like he'd kind of come to grips that like she wasn't going to be his and then when the opportunity presented itself he was like he he's too much of an opportunist to let that go so he's like all in from the start all in for her all in for emerson her son he's just he knows what he wants and I love how he kind of, he was thoughtful in his manipulations. And that is a terrible way to phrase this, but I don't know how else to do it because so she comes to him and says, Hey, I need a job. I've lost my job. I got fired. I need this amount of money to get my son into this school because he, you know, is a really smart kid and they think this would be a better learning environment for him. And Sergey says, okay, I'll help you. I will give you job. And he moves her into his pool house. But in his brain, he's already, like, calling her his bride (laughs) in Russian. Yeah. And so he realizes that he kind of has to take some baby steps. And he does some things, like, you know, in the household and makes some changes. And I thought, like, Evie was going to come unglued on him. Like, there's a scene with a game room for Emerson and she's like, you can't be doing that. What are you doing? And I was dying. I'm like, he knows, he knows what he's doing. He's a smart guy. He is a smart guy. He does know what he's doing. And he knows that the way to Evie's heart is through her son, because she is such a care. They're both really very much caretakers. Like for him being a mafia boss, I was really surprised to see, you know usually with mafia romances there's like that alpha hero where they want to take care of their heroine but like here it was like very thoughtful he never in my opinion really overstepped evie's boundaries and he never tried to make her feel like she didn't have a choice in any of it well and he never took over for her he Mm -hmm. never like tried to say you're just going to do it this way because this is the way i want it done so i look at like when evie goes back to the neighborhood to the street fair he could have just stepped in and been and shut things down and switched and made some very bold statements he didn't he allowed her you know she had this and i say allowed her she had a confrontation with her uncle who is not a good guy and instead of sergey being like take him out he's done he like steps back and watches and i liked that about him Because he is very thoughtful before he takes actions. Right. And a lot of times you get like these mafia bosses who are like, let's burn it to the ground. And it's very dark, very dark, very quick. And a lot of it is unnecessary. And for him, like so much of what he did 
was very intentional. Like everything he had, he did had a purpose. And so much of his motivation was just making Evie feel safe. Yeah. And even though like one of the things that I really love, there's the scene where he acknowledges that like he is a mafia boss and what comes with that is danger and that he can't really guarantee her anything and that he's just there to enjoy whatever time they have because it's better than not having time at all. And it's just cinnamon roll. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Well, and I think one of the scenes that I really just fall in love with him is when um, Emerson has a thing at school and it's kind of bring like your dad, dads and donuts or whatever. And without telling Evie that he's going to do this, Sergey goes and is his buddy for that. And he was he does it in such a careful way and such a thoughtful way that it was between him and Emerson. So he's building that connection with the child, but also not, um, but also not overstepping with, with a vet. And I liked that. I liked that. Yeah. It kind of created this situation where they were sharing, like, like Evie has so much on her plate. She's such, she's, responsible for emerson she's responsible for him first and foremost and like so much of what she does is trying to give him the best opportunity she can even though the circumstance like he dramatically changed the circumstances of her life and like he, i just love how he sergey shows up as a partner to her even though that's not what they've agreed to be yet yeah. He just starts doing it. He just does. <laughs> so let's talk about Evie a little bit. Cause she's fairly dynamic. Um, also, and she's one of those heroines that you girl crush on. Like, because even though she's a single mom without any support system and she's lost her job, she's not like down and out. Like she's not giving up. She's, hardworking she's she has Dorothy who is her mom's best friend and you know she's gonna do everything she can for her kid but she's never negative and you never feel like never in this book did I feel like Sergey was rescuing her no I agree with you and I one of the things is like she's pursuing self-betterment like she's not letting her circumstances stop her she's doing whatever she can to achieve things for Emerson and herself. And like part of her situation with her job with Sergey is that she's able to start going back to school. And there are a lot of scenes around that, like her balancing that and Sergey changing her responsibilities and her duties at work so that she can do that. And she's not necessarily used to being able to do this. Like she's always just had kind of everything on her plate and she's got to figure it out on her own. Like with the job, that's how she came to him in the first place, having to, you know, find out a way to get money so that Emerson can be in the school. And she's just like, she, she's just really clear on her priorities and not in a way like, oh, th these circumstances are really sad for me. They're hard. She is given purpose and it really comes out in the character when like 
when you see that the character has purpose and they're secure in what they're doing, even though it's not a circumstance they would have necessarily chosen. Agree. I agree. And I also think that like, she tries so hard to stay like to keep the distance and, you know, boss employee, but obviously they're going to overstep the bounds and, you know, or change the dynamic and they, they sleep together and he's ready to move her in. He is ready to like make her his, he declares her an untouchable. And, um, I was dying in laughter when he invites his sister. It's not really his sister, but she is, uh, you know, part of his found family. Um, and she's from the Menahaven series. So she, he invites, uh, her and her husband to come visit them in new Orleans. And Evie is freaking out because she's like, what am I supposed to wear? What are these people like? And just losing her brain about it. And I was dying. I was dying. Cause he acts like it's no big deal. So he's so cool and mellow about that kind of stuff. And then there's, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah. And then there's like that scene with the block party where she invites him to the block party. Cause you know, he's been getting to know or she's been getting to know his family and she wants him to have the opportunity to get to know her family which is at the block party so he comes to the block party and everybody knows who he is and at first she's like oh no is this going to be awkward and then it's just like normal it is just normal (laughs) um olga his housekeeper and cook she's so funny the part where they go back and forth about how evie thinks she is overpaying for her cuts of meat and at the butcher and wants her to do it cheaply. <laughs> oh, I love Olga. That's so funny. She, Olga is like, no, I go and get my food ingredients where I get my food ingredients. Like, do not, do not mess with my system. Right. And Evie's just like, but you could save money. And Olga's like, that's not what we do here. That's not. <laughs> so foreign to Evie. And it was just, it was... The banter. I think that's one of the things that Renna Morgan does really well is this banter. And she does doesn't tell us a story. She shows us a story. So we see how Evie, you know, connects to um, Sergei's men and that are protecting her. We see I was dying with the lucky charms like Emerson is like, I don't want to eat the lucky charms. And she's like, you're going to eat the lucky charms. What kid doesn't want a pop tart? Um and you just see these small little things. And Renna Morgan, when she tells a story, she does that. She shows us without telling us. And I love that. I love that she tells us a story like that. I do too. I also think third, so third person, I talked about this before. It's not a format I typically enjoy. Usually if I see a book as third person, even if it's on my TBR, I won't prioritize it um, because it has to be done really well. And I think in her story, like you were saying, it just kind of pulls you in. It gives her the, I guess, the creative liberty to use or share with the reader the pertinent information at any given moment. Because like she uses that as a device so that she's always sharing like the critical perspective in that moment to build you know, that bigger story to really like draw you in and keep you focused exactly where you need to be in the bigger picture. And I just, so well-written, so well-written. So oh, it really <laughs> is. Um, I also feel like we need to say that Sergei's proposal to Evie 
might be the most unromantic <laughs> wedding proposal <laughs> in all of romance history. <laughs> so he's not like I think that's like true to character though, because like there's that scene with Olga where she kind of like talks to Evie about what it means for like a Russian man, like to basically have you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to be the woman of a Russian man and like how they show love and affection and how it's like very much like providing for her and like protecting her and making sure that like she doesn't need for anything um and like that's you know you see that priority shift so clearly so like even though it's not a romantic proposal I just feel like it's so perfect for his character <laughs> it was <laughs> but it was so unromantic I'm like Hmm. <laughs> hmm, sir. Not not well done, but she loves you, so you're lucky. <laughs> and she actually is like, I need time. You need to hold your horses and you need to wait. That's one of the things I love too, is like there's such good communication between them. For like I reading Mafia, I always expect like very alpha strong heroes who are kind of domineering to the point where the woman doesn't really get a say the heroine doesn't really have much of a choice to some of the outcomes you see a lot of like arranged marriage situations um and for her to have so much liberty i i just really liked that like he definitely was a person seeking a partner not just like a woman <laughs> yeah i often like to call these mafia light Mm -hmm. They aren't super dark, but these are definitely strong, protective heroes. They're not quite anti-heroes. I mean, for being mafia and, you know, they're not. It's more of a protection ring. It's not so much like running guns or drugs. Um, and, you know, he's just trying to make a stronghold and build his reputation within this uh new orleans community and how did she do on the new orleans vibes because i know that's one of your favorite places i've actually never been but i thought she did a really great job and then one of the things that i liked as well there's a part in the book where she talks about how the mafia actually was cleaning up neighborhoods yeah like where they you know because they were enforcing rules and order of their own accord like they were creating much safer places and i really liked that um because you don't always see that like you don't always see that side of it painted in this story no no and um i was trying to think of who else writes a little more lighter mafia like this and i really i didn't come up with a ton um it's just so a really strong protective hero yeah, it, so it kind of reminded me, like, even with some of the comedic elements in it, it kind of reminded me of, like, what Juliet Cross is doing with Paranormal, the Paranormal rom-com. It kind of reminded me of that with Mafia, because I don't know how you compare her to somebody else. Like, the richness of the story, the style of writing, and then the kind of hero and heroine that she had in this book, it's it's definitely not something I've seen represented a lot of in Mafia. I Like Sophie Lark, her stories are even more dark, I think. Yeah. Even though they're kind of on the lighter end of Mafia, they're still more dark. Um, 
And so I really think she's kind of tapped into an area where like maybe if people haven't read Mafia and they don't necessarily love the idea of darker romance, it's a very accessible book, I think, for, you know, contemporary readers who want something different. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that draws me back to these stories, to the Menahaven, to the Nolanites is they feel fresh. They feel different. It isn't just straight contemporary. There's this little bit edgier element to it. And they're sexy. And for traditional published books to be this sexy, it's kind of like, whoa, whoa. You know, we don't get that very often. Yeah. Um, and I just, I really, I love Renna Morgan. I love the stories that she tells. Obviously, I talk about Pimper all the time. I don't think she reads it all like a traditional published author with this book. Because um, no. I don't read a lot of trad pub authors. I haven't I don't typically enjoy those stories and I loved this this is one of my favorite reads in a while I mean it's it's one of my favorite it's up there it's going to be up there I think for one of my favorite titles you're gonna Um, you need to go down the Meta Haven I'm telling you I am (laughs) there's such dynamic stories with such dynamic heroes and that's the thing too I think that's something that Renna Morgan and I say it over and over again her heroes are these strong alpha protective males, but her women have spines that are solid steel and there is no breaking those down. Like they stand up to their men, they go toe to toe and they're like, whoa, I'll get myself out of this. You, I am not someone's, you know, sad little flower. Um, I, I think she has some of the fiercest heroines. And Evie is a prime example of that. Like, even though she'd lost her job and things were tight, she wasn't down. No, she she's not the kind of person to just take a punch and roll with it. She's going to keep going. She's, yeah. uh, she's so fierce. <laughs> it's such a great book. I love this book. And there is like another, there is a romantic suspense element to the story that involves Sergei and what he's doing and actually involves a vet and what, you know, her neighborhood and some of her situations. So, and we didn't, we're not going to spoil that for anybody. Um, but yeah, I'm telling you people read this book. Yes. Read, read the it. book. Right. <laughs> um, so as you guys will notice the listener, as we're going through quick shots, we aren't doing our three questions anymore. Um, we're kind of changing things up. So we hope you're enjoying this new format. Um, but if you have a book that you think we should review for a quick shot of romance, send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Thank you. It was so much fun. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 